Hey, and welcome to Amana. This is a podcast. Amana means faith. It takes faith to receive the word of God. And this is not a podcast for religious people. So if you are a hyper-religious person and you don't like to explore things and open your mind to new ideas, then this is not the podcast for you. All right, just had to get that out of the way. Hey guys, so welcome to part two, talking about dreams. I realized I talked way too close to the microphone last time and it's kind of awkward because yeah, it was just way too close, but we're going to try better this time. So today we're going to be talking about dream philosophies and I kind of want to go really in depth between the secular and the biblical viewpoint of dreams. There's two schools of thoughts that dreams originate within you and uh, that dreams originate from God. So the reason why I hold more to the biblical viewpoint is because a lot of dreams uh, that I've had personally have been prophetic and obviously I'm not God and I don't know my future and that fact alone convinces me that, uh, you know, there is biblical, you know, I've seen the evidence at least personally in my life for dreams being external from God uh, and you know, you may or may not be Christian, but we're going to go through anyways. Even if you're not Christian, you know, I would, I think dreams is a really cool way to open your mind to maybe hearing from God if you've never heard from God before and you want to. He, uh, a lot of people actually come to the faith. I talked about it a little bit on my first episode, but a lot of people come to the faith through dreams and visions and uh, kind of to some extent that happened with me. It affirmed my belief in God by having these prophetic dreams and uh you know to have dreams and then as soon as I gave my life to God he then revealed to me how my dreams in the past were actually prophetic of my salvation so we're gonna start with the secular school of thought on the dream interpretive process and it basically boils down to one premise that dreams come from the person who is dreaming so there's no external force there's no external god or spiritual being that is involved uh you know some people say that it's just a collection of the things that you deal with each day uh or your past experiences things like that and uh makes really no difference whether you're approaching the interpretive process of people like freud or Jung or you know any other you know dream people who are who promote the secular view uh because they don't really believe in god and when they do if they do speak about god it's like the universe which you know some people will say oh the universe but at the end of the day there has to be somebody who had created the universe so i don't know the whole idea of the universe people who think of it as like a being or a god they're really just explaining god but without saying god i don't know if that makes sense but anyways so at least from my point of view so the other is dreams originate from god uh external to you so the biblical thought is that god is a deity and is the only being that has any attributes of deity uh last time i checked i can't create planets out of my thoughts and out of the words i speak I can't create things from my own nature, my own self. So that leads me to conclude that I am not deity. I'm not a god. Uh, I don't have this power. 
uh, the cool thing about becoming a Christian is that the Holy Spirit actually indwells within you, comes upon you, and you then have this anointing, this communion with God, and He will actually work through you. The Holy Spirit will work through you, and you can pray for people, and that's where you see signs and wonders, uh, you know, people getting healed things that only God can do, and we don't do it out of our fleshly nature. Uh, we're simply the messengers saying that, you know, this person was healed in the name of Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, God is omniscient. He is also omnipresent. Is that the right word? But he's everywhere at one time. You know, God is outside of time. So time is a, what's the word? It's not an element. Uh, but you know, like it's a physical property. That's what I meant to say. Uh, so it's something that's created, uh, time in the universe was created, I believe for the benefit of humans because God is outside of time. And so we have to understand that we live in this little bubble of time, but God is outside of that bubble. So he can enter in anywhere he goes. There's no barriers for him. So with dreams, that's why he can give us dreams about the future uh, because he sees into the future at the same time that he sees us now. And uh, that's where we get prophetic dreams from. Another attribute of God is that he never changes. So he never learns or forgets anything. So because he's outside of time, he's already experienced everything that we or seen everything that we're going to experience. He knows everything we're going to experience. Uh, you know, that's the immutable nature of God. So every time, you know, in my personal opinion, uh, God gives us dreams to help us um, into our destiny. And when we really pay attention to that, we can walk into our destiny. So God gives us the freedom to choose, you know, what we want to do with our life. And, uh, you know, he doesn't force us to, to take a step anywhere. Uh, but when we listen to his direction, you know, through dreams, for instance, uh, we can step into that destiny that he has, he wants for us, you know, the best destiny possible. Uh, there's a lot of paths we can take, uh, but, you know, the one that leads to, you know, our destiny can be directed by God. And the more we're able to listen to him, the less wrong turns we can make. So there's nothing that surprises God. Uh, and, you know, that's the cool thing about him is that when we sin, when we fall short, uh, you know, it's not surprising to him, he knows. So he, uh, the protective and redemptive plan of God in dreams is referred to Job saying, for God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, he then opens their ears, the ears of men, and seals their instruction. So let's just kind of break this down a little bit, um, and then we're going to continue on with this verse. But uh, God is basically God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. So God is trying to speak to you. Uh, if you are not saved and you know you're struggling with trying to hear from God, or you feel like you've never heard from God. Uh, you know, it could be because you're not perceiving how he's speaking to you. I've talked a lot on my TikTok about different ways God speaks, like through nature, through, you know, the word of God, uh, through other people. But sometimes we just don't understand it. Like something is blocking us from really understanding what God is trying to say to us. So um, in verse 15, it says, In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, he then opens the ears of men uh, and seals their instruction. So he gives us these dreams 
and, uh, you know, guides us, directs us. And there is this, you know, I think everybody dreams, but not everyone remembers their dreams. And, uh, you know, he then explains in verse 16. So then he opens the ears of men, seals their instruction, verse 17, in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life perishing by the sword. So sometimes we don't remember our dreams, but God could still be giving us instruction, uh, you know, giving us truths in the dream. Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, people stay away from Christianity and things because they've been hurt in the past. Uh, but we don't understand that, you know, God, you know, either allows that or we hurt ourselves because of our decisions. You know, we, a lot of a lot of things I read in Proverbs earlier today that, you know, when we when we create these unhealthy, um, you know, when we commit adultery, for instance, uh, we end up hurting ourselves. And, you know, Jesus says that even by thinking lustfully about somebody we are committing adultery and uh and so by sinning we cut ourselves off from god from the grace of god and we can fall into condemnation self-condemnation or hearing condemnation from the devil and i think feeling condemned feeling either anger towards god because you feel betrayed by him maybe the devil convinced you that it was god punishing you god does not punish his children he corrects and chastens them but he does not punish them uh you know so we can fall into that those lies and that keeps us from hearing the truth so when we dream we bypass our preconceived ideas about you know god and our wrong ideas about god and he can speak to us in truth so going to the secular position the role of the psyche or the soul um you'll constantly hear statements that conclude dreams are your psyche doing its psych thing so basically it's working out you know what you're going through the day you know processing things uh but in fact when you apply the interpretive techniques of common secular models to dreams in the bible the outcome would be totally different than the interpretation given in the bible so uh, if you are a Christian and you're trying to interpret dreams using a secular mode, uh, you're not going to get the right interpretation. And so, you know, I'll, I remember when early in my dream interpretation walk, I used to look at secular views of uh, interpreting, interpreting, and I would always get them wrong. And I would just end up going to the Bible and then really studying it from there and then getting the correct interpretation uh, because the secular views are just not wrong. Uh, or not right. So I have a question for you. What if dreams and visions as well as other spiritual phenomena were given to you to help accomplish your unique purpose for which God placed you here? What would you say about that? Because I personally think that everyone does have a purpose. I don't believe everyone actually fulfills that purpose and that calling, but I believe everyone does have a purpose on this earth and God created us for a purpose. So if he's trying to speak to you in your dreams about what your purpose is and how to accomplish it, do you believe that? And what would you do with that? And not to sound harsh, but by rejecting your dreams and the advice given through your dreams, are you unknowingly rejecting his plans for your life? And you know, the reason why God gives us these dreams is because he loves us. And he wants to help us through this process, through this journey of life, because we all know that life is hard. It can be so hard. And I'm telling you, 
when I have failed, when I've fallen into sin or temptation, I go to bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, I, I know, I know I messed up. You don't have to remind me of my dreams. Like, I get it. Uh, but he always gives me hope, which is the cool thing. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, give you like a horrible nightmare because you sinned. We, we open doors for nightmares when we sin. But if we repent before we do that, <laughs> the door is closed, thank goodness, because we're covered by the blood. Uh, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't punish us for falling short sometimes. All right, so we're going to look at the secular dream interpretive process views as them being temporal and limited by time. So once a dreamer understands the issue raised by the dream, the matter is resolved and life goes on until death. You know, because the dreams are prophetic, they're not thinking, oh, this is something that can affect my future. This is just something that I'm dealing with right now. And there seems to be little or no thought given to the ramifications that the dream has and its impact on the dreamer. Uh, so, you know, it's not, if it's a dream from yourself, it can't have any huge ramifications it's really just self-involved it's a little bit more selfish i would say uh you know if you dream about friends or things like that you know a lot of times it will just become a self-reflection point you because if it's you're dreaming about yourself it's most likely not you know you're not thinking oh god is giving me this dream to pray for somebody right um so a biblical perspective, and I'm not saying this is everyone, you know, honestly, there are good people in this world who are not Christians. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, our definition as Christians is different when it comes to what good actually means. Uh, but there's nicer people, I would say. There's There can be very mean Christians. And that's a sad thing because I wouldn't even consider people that are mean to be Christians because that's not who Jesus was so people want to become a Christian they want to give their life to Jesus but then not actually act like it and what's really weird is because in Christianity it's like okay you're saved by the blood but that's kind of like this grace message where it's like oh if you say some if you say this one prayer then you're saved but that's not actually true it's not what the early church fathers believed and we'll get into that in another episode but you know in any other religion in order to be to consider yourself like let's say if you're a buddhist if you just told people you were buddhist but like never went to you know the temple and never did anything about it no one in the buddhist community would consider you a buddhist they would just be like okay this is a weird like person who just randomly wants to call themselves it they wouldn't actually be considered that i personally think it's the same thing with christianity a lot of people will say oh yeah i'm a christian and then go to church on christmas and easter and that's it no, that person's not a Christian if they don't actually spend time with God and, sanct you know, spend a life for God, being sanctified, you know, and that's why he says, you know, as Christians, we like we believe, or we should believe at least, that the ones who, you know, are in sheep's clothing, meaning they talk the talk, but they don't actually walk the walk, will be turned away from God. So... If you ever, if you're not Christian, I don't know how many people are, are listening to this and they are Christian or aren't, but if you've ever encountered Christians who are mean, who are hard-hearted, who are, you know, selfish, all those things, just understand that that's not actually who Jesus was and that's not, you know, that isn't a representation of Christ. Of course, we love them, but, uh, you know, they do more damage than good by being hateful and mean, and I think it's really sad. So, 
Anyways, the biblical perspective is that dreams are given to change the dreamer's life, both in this life and the life to come. So earthly changes can produce heavenly results. Uh, So obviously we know that what we do, what we say, what we pray impacts the world. You know, thinking of, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., for instance, he changed the world and by his words and by his actions. So it wasn't just his words, but it was also his actions because you can talk the talk, but he he promoted peace while standing up for a cause that the opposite end was not looking for peace. They were looking for destruction and chaos, but he refused to, you know, beat people up, you know, murder, all these things. So he did make an impact in the world, but he did it through love. He didn't do it through hate. So, you know, that's another reason for, uh, you know, that I prefer the biblical model of dream interpretation because all the results, um, that are rooted in love and the changes that, you know, God is showing me that he wants to have produced are all rooted in love. And if I'm dealing with a hate issue in my life, he will heal that. I can't remember if I talked about it in my last podcast, but how I had a dream of this person who was really bothering me. And in the dream, the person was so nice to me was loving on me it's just being so kind and I woke up and all the hatred for that person was gone and that's just like so cool how God did that you know in just one dream and so God can do really miraculous things if you have unforgiveness if you're in your heart if you've been hurt by somebody really badly in the past God can heal you through dreams uh, like he did with that one person and you know I asked God I prayed to help me with hatred, with anger, especially in the Christian community. Honestly, I have no problem with people who aren't Christian, who are mean to me, because I'm just like, okay, well, they don't have, they haven't experienced God, they haven't read the word of God, they don't know. Uh, But to somebody who claims to be a Christian, who has read the word, studied the word, and claims to know, but acts differently than how Jesus acted and is mean and is mean-spirited that I have a problem with and we're supposed to love our enemies and bless our enemies and you know that can be difficult sometimes so thankfully God uses dreams to help through that so back to the secular point of view what they're saying is that in dreams the dreams that you have it's because the person's subconscious is telling them what is wrong with them the issues that they're dealing with Um, whereas the biblical perspective it's to help you be God is showing you to helping you to be aware of events people dark forces or even your own weaknesses that might be trying to stop God's purpose for creating you so obviously we believe as Christians that we live in a spiritual world that there are dark forces that are coming against us daily especially if you're walking with God you're pursuing him even comes on stronger And so when we have these dreams, when we have these demonic dreams, these dark dreams, we understand that God is revealing plans of the enemy. You know, he's done that many times in my dreams where he's revealed plans of the enemy, how uh, open doors that I have that are causing, you know, oppression, causing depression, 
causing anger, things like that. And also what he's doing, not just personally, but in other people's lives, in my state, in my nation. You know, I've had, I don't like to talk about it because I don't want to, you know, put myself in any position of, you know, having say in anything prophetic. I don't ever talk about my dreams that are prophetic, really, unless if it's only personal, but I've had prophetic dreams about events and things like that that go on in the world. But uh, it's all very interesting. I don't really know why God gives those dreams specifically to certain people. I don't know why I have those dreams, but some people just have a dream and then they just go out and tell everyone, guys, the rapture is happening next week. Repent and it's all over. I had a dream. I'm just like, um, yeah, I've had those dreams like a million times, but I haven't been raptured yet. So I think, you know, the rapture dreams can be very metaphorical, but not judging anyone who talks about their dreams. I personally just am more private with them because it's a very intimate thing between me and God. And if he wants me to share a dream, he will make it clear, you know? All right, so secular dream interpretation uh, says that you need to do something to change yourself. Uh, but the biblical interpretation is that God is going to do a work through you or, you know, it's about you and your relationship with God. It's not just self. God is participating in part of it. And, you know, through our weakness, he is strong. And that is something I need to remind myself of every day because I try to be strong and I end up failing and realize that I'm not supposed to be strong all the time. It's supposed to be God that's strong for me. He's supposed to be my rock. So there's logically driven or divinely driven. So people who use try to use logic in the secular dream interpretation model, uh, you know, they use humanly worldly knowledge, whereas the biblical model, we use biblical divine knowledge. You know, that's what's really cool about God is that you can escape the dimensions of time and space and, you know, enter different realms and you know, defy laws and physics through um, interpreting dreams. You know, everything about Christianity is very spiritual. You know, you pray for somebody and it affects them. And sorry if you can hear stuff in the background. That's my sister who decided to start cooking as soon as I started doing this podcast. But right. So, you know, God likes to use the foolish things to confound the wise, which is really fun part about God. And uh, you know, he speaks to his children through dreams, which is a very foolish thing, right? To somebody who has a very, uh, what's the word? Logical perspective and view on life. And to be honest, I'm a very, very logical person and a lot of Christians are very logical, but we also have to be illogical in reference to human logic. Our logic is based off of God's logic, which is very different than earthly, fleshly human logic. So there we go. That's the secular versus the biblical point of view on dreams. I thought it'd be interesting to go kind of deep on that. Next episode, we're going to kind of shift focus a little bit and talk about dreams themselves, uh, you know, the elements and the nature of dreams and uh, just get a little bit deeper and deeper and... I hope you guys are enjoying this series. If you are, let me know because it helps. 
it's not like a regular TikTok video where I can see people commenting and asking me questions. So, you know, try to stay connected in whatever way you can. And I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay, bye.